Some of you in here have been healed because you sat in the right seat. Amen. That's good. Isn't that good? Praise God. It's good to obey God. Amen. Praise God. All right, we'll get started. Father in heaven, we thank you. This is the day that you've made for us to rejoice and be glad in. We thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for heavenly understanding. Thank you, Lord, for worship. Thank you, Lord, for praise. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us everything that pertains to life and to godliness in the person of your son, Jesus. We honor you and we love you, Lord. Heal your people. Open up our eyes and our ears. Teach us, Lord, how to minister to the sick. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen. So uh, before you leave, we'll cut this uh, this shawl up in, in uh, pieces, and that'll be your flu shot. That'll be your whatever you need. Amen. Amen. So if you, what we'll do, we give you a large enough piece and you can cut it up in smaller pieces to give to people. It's amazing how many people know what a prayer cloth is. You got me? You don't have to. It crosses all denominational boundaries. So amen. So people understand when the power of God is on something. So praise God. It's good. Amen. So if you turn to John chapter four, we're going to talk about the fact that he began to amend in that hour. He began to amend in that hour. Amen. God was uh, revealing to me some things about um, our understanding of the word and our understanding about how the supernatural happens, how healing happens, uh, how the things of God happen. And, and I know that um, when I read scripture many times, especially uh, the accounts of Jesus when people got healed, I, what I do is I read, skim through until the, the end. And they get, did it, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody wants to go to the happily ever after. And not the, the meat, but the meat that we need is in between. Because your healing will come. The total manifestation will come. But what will get you there is what happens between when you initiate that request and will it manifest. And so when you start on your journey of healing, and we're all on that journey. I don't know of anybody who doesn't need restoration, wholeness, soundness in some area because Jesus died for those very things. But when we start to want to understand these things, we have to go for the meat in between and understand how these things happen so that we won't be disappointed. Amen. God wants you to continue until you receive what he has for you without quitting. And so this is this is what we do. When we have these healing schools, we get into the meat of things so we really get understanding. Because as a minister, as a believer, we're all uh, expected to pray for the sick. Amen. And uh, I can tell you one thing about the anointing. It grows if you feed it. And if you keep yourself, amen, you keep yourself in a position to help people. God will always anoint you, amen, according to the proportion of your faith. So it's always good to increase your faith and and have understanding and all thy getting get understanding. So here we are, uh, John chapter 4, start in verse 43. Now after two days he departed thence and went into Galilee, for Jesus himself testified 
that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Then when he was coming to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went to the feast. So Jesus came again to Cana, a Galilee, where he had made the water wine. That was his first miracle. Amen. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and besought him that he would come out and heal or come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Now listen, uh, Cana and Capernaum are not like next door. It ain't like running across the street. It's at least a day's journey. So this man is expecting Jesus to come and walk with him a day's journey so that his son would be healed. Okay. Now there's something in that request that if you pay attention to it, it will pay you off big dividends. He's expecting Jesus to heal this boy, but it's not going to be instant. Many of our healings, amen. Many of our healings are not instant and we have an inclination that it won't be. Amen. We want it instant. Like if, if I speak to my body and I have, come on in sweetheart, if I have pain and I speak to my body and, and I command the pain to go away, I'm expecting it to leave right away because I want relief. If it lingers, I can talk to it again and talk to it again, but I must believe that it is going to go. And so what you have to believe whenever you begin to believe God for something like healing, you've got to believe that you are beginning to get better from the moment you pray and believe. When Mark 11:23 says, believe that you receive what you pray for and you will have it, you must believe at the time you pray that you received it and you are beginning to amend from that hour. Because the devil will do everything he can to make you think that you're getting worse and not better. He will come to you with greater symptoms. He will come to you and try to torment you in the middle of the night. He'll try and even tell you why God is not going to heal you. Yeah, you thought you had it. You thought you could just talk to stuff and it would go. You ain't Benny Hinn. And you... <laughs> he knows all the, honey, he know more ministers than we do. And so he will try and talk you out of believing that you are healed right now and from the moment you believe God, you started to get better. You must believe that. If you, you know, that's a revelation that's, that's like, <laughs> as the Lord told me to tell you, is money in the bank, cash the check, and spend the money. You got me? Because if, if you can't grab onto that, then the enemy will steal every single thing. If you can't believe from the time you pray till you walk out of the door, 
that God is still healing. He's still working. He's still helping you. He's still whatever it is. He's working on it. And he won't let you suffer beyond what you're able. This is the other thing that people get scared about. If whatever it is, if it's something that involves pain or discomfort, we always think it's going to get worse before God can step in and intervene for us. And that's not true either. He has such mercy and such compassion. So we'll be able to see those things as we go through this story. So Jesus said, uh, when he went down there, the, this guy who, whose kid is sick, he's, uh, actually, Capernaum was about 16 hours from Cana on foot. So that's a day's journey. And so if he's expecting Jesus to come with him and he's going to heal his son, where is his, what do you think he has faith for? Huh? He must have faith that that kid's not going to die before Jesus gets there. You understand? So we have faith for the time element involved. When you pray, And God says, yes, I will heal you, or yes, I'm coming with you. Whatever it is that you're asking God to do. Whatever it is that you're asking, you already have factored in the time element when you pray. It's In other words, it's never too late to pray. Because this man was already, he already had to believe that Jesus wasn't going to let his kid die, even though it would take him a day for them to get there. Faith is very powerful, folks. You you know, we kind of like play it cheap a little bit. Like sometimes it works, sometimes it works all the time. And it works on everything and it works completely to take care of the whole situation. It's not just a half situation here. So it says the Jesus came again to Canaan, verse 46, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And it says here, when he heard Jesus was come out of Judea to Galilee, he went to him and besought him that he would come down and go with him and heal his son. For the boy was at the point of death. So if you can believe for all of that time, He's believing that not only Jesus is going to come with him and walk with him for an hour, but he's also believing that somehow that boy's not going to die until they get there. I'm going to say it again because y'all ain't ready to spend the money yet. Huh? Y'all ready to take it to the bank, cash the check and spend the money? Amen. That man has more faith than he realizes. And you do too. And you do too. The devil is always trying to cheapen what we do. It's never enough. It's never, oh, you must have done something wrong. It ain't happened yet. What's wrong with you? Huh? And they always put it back on us. But Jesus said he bore our sins. He bore our sicknesses. He carried it all. So it's on him now. Once you begin to trust God, it's on Jesus to get you to where you need to go. 
And this man had an understanding of that because he was willing to go to him and ask him in a way that he was familiar with. So he was familiar with Jesus going to places and healing people. So he asks him what he knows about him. Go with me and heal my son. But Jesus wants to show him another way. He always wants to show us another way. So when you're trusting God, get ready for some news to get shown another way. Amen. It's not going to always come the same old way it used to come. If it did, God wouldn't be true to his word. He is the author and the completer of our faith. Would you mind letting him do his job? Huh? Just let him do what he do. All we have to do is obey instruction. And when we understand what the instruction is, then we can relax and let him do all the driving. Amen. It says here, Jesus said to him, verse 48, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. What kind of answer is that? Huh? He all pitiful and going nuts because his boy is on his deathbed. He comes up to Jesus and said, my son is going to die. He said, unless you see signs. What? I came here for that? So he gets rebuked. Huh? That is definitely a rebuke. Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh. For you to get your boy healed, you're going to have to go deeper. Because you can. We go deeper because we can. And he knows we can. Because he's going to go deep with us. Amen? You're not in this by yourself. The minute you pray as a believer, the minute you pray, and ask Jesus to do something for you, and you believe you received it when you pray, you're not only dealing with your faith. You're not living out of your faith now. You're living out of his faith. And his faith can be a wild ride sometimes. You understand me? Just like the man who went up to him and and wanted his son or the servant healed, and the woman with the issue of blood hijacked hijacked his healing. She just, Bogart stepped her way up in there and touched him. You know, she was sneaking in, trying to be polite and sneaking and touching the hem of his garment. So Jesus stops and talks to her and ministers to her. And this man is like, you know, what would you do? You'd be nail biting too. If somebody said, hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. You know, you barely think you're making it on time anyway. And when you get up there, somebody else is ahead of the line in front of you now. What's up with that? Jesus feels when our faith is slipping. And he fixes it. He always fixes it. Your God is such a God of mercy. You just wouldn't believe. Amen. He fixes everything. As the author and finisher of our faith, he has to. He's obligated to fix it. It's not on you to confess enough and know enough. I'm telling you, sometimes I confess till my tongue is dry. Huh? And that doesn't make it happen any faster. I said, oh, Lord, I got myself over into works again. You understand? I mean, we do that to ourselves. Never sure, never, (laughs) am I doing, we never think we do enough to get him to do what he wants, he needs to do. 
which he's already done to be honest with you we're working on something that's done already Verse 49, the nobleman said to him, sir, come down here because my son is going to die. Jesus said, go home. Your son's alive. Take that to the bank. Cash the check. And spend the money. Huh? Amen. 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 Because that's the kind of faith we have in us, but we never tap into it until we get desperate. Huh? We don't go around believing for miracles just cause. Huh? Somebody ought to have a gun up your nose and have your kids tied up and everything for you. <laughs> then you, then you finally squeeze it out. Jesus, thank you for healing. You understand what I'm saying? Lord have mercy. So he finally gets their attention. He tells them, he says, oh, you just want to see something to believe. I'll fix you. Huh? I'll show you what you made out of. Huh? You might be a rich man, but you got faith inside of you. You're going to deal with me. You're going to have to show me something, brother. Amen. So Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken to him and went his way now to be honest with you what jesus was offering him here is a better deal than what he was offering jesus when he came up there remember come with me walk for a whole day because my son is on the deathbed really it's a relief for somebody to take that pressure off you huh you're like walking like a dead person. 24 hours. The devil torment you. Ooh, he did now. Don't, oh, I don't know what you going home for. Ooh, hear the music. They, oh Lord, they done brought the, they done brought the, uh, what they call funeral potatoes to the house. Huh? They call up for the Kentucky fried chicken again. Everybody sending buckets of chicken already. They got the professional mourners. You know mother so-and-so. She sit on the front row and just wails real loud for y'all. Huh? So to be honest with you, this is a better deal. See, when Jesus comes to your rescue, he says his yoke is and his burden is. So he takes the pressure off of you. He takes the burden. It's a better deal. I don't care what you think you did wrong or how much you don't deserve what, what you're asking God. I don't care about that. Whatever, when you do open your mouth and plead your case before him, it's a better deal than what you had trying to get it on your own terms. Because he is there to lighten the load. He is there to help us. He is not against you. He is for you. Amen. Everything he does is for us. And so it says, and he went his way. And now when he was going down, his servants met him and told him, your son's alive. Why'd they meet him? 
Now listen, there's some people that's been met with bad news. Remember the guy with the woman with the issue of blood we were just talking to? Don't trouble the master. Your, your daughter's dead already. Bad news travels real fast. You think the devil waits to tell you something that's... He got people stationed everywhere. You know, <laughs> people, you know the marathon runners? And all the people with the water standing around, that's the devil. He got people throwing stuff at you all the way down your, you running your race trying to get there and, and Steve, you make sure you know your boy is alive. And he, so he'll put people in your path to bring you bad news. But Jesus is right there. Remember what he did when that man, when that man, the guy came up to the man with Jesus standing right there. And told him, don't trouble the master anymore. You know, I call them bad ushers. The ones that want to keep you away from the people God wants you to minister to. I don't trouble the master. Uh, she's dead already. And Jesus turned right around and said, don't you believe that? He said, don't you get scared. Only believe. See, fear is your biggest enemy and believe in God for anything. And that's Jesus' job to take that fear away from you. You know, we do everything we can and psych ourselves out. I believe, I believe, I believe. Confess, confess, confess. I believe, I believe. Get yourself all worked up. No, just tell Jesus, just tell him I'm scared. Remember the man with the, the son with the, uh, that was foaming at the mouth and the devil would throw him in the fire and the disciples couldn't heal him? And the man looked at Jesus when Jesus finally showed up. He looked at him and said, uh, he said, can you, are you able? <laughs> Jesus said, ain't my problem. Yo, can you believe is the issue? What are you putting it on me for? Huh? In other words, when Jesus shows up, he got everything you need. Huh? He comes packing and fully loaded. He's not lacking in anything. Our problem is we think we're constantly being tested by God to see if we have enough. I'm going to answer that question for you right now. No, you don't. And no, I don't. But guess who does? All we have to believe is that he's got it. If we're lacking in anything, he's got it. He loves us and he's got it. Now, don't get yourself off in a corner somewhere where you're hating on people and acting crazy, acting like a heathen. But repent. You know what I'm saying. Repent. So look at Hezekiah. He's all jacked up there. And the prophet had told him, you know, he was already smelling and sick and knew it. Then the prophet caps it off and says, oh, yeah, by the way, I stopped by here this morning. Thus saith the Lord, you're going to die. You know, get the will together, call the family, call the kids, do everything you need to do. You ain't going to be here. And what did Hezekiah do? Turned his face against the prophet. Now, this is somebody, he'd been looking for a word for him. This is somebody who's respected, somebody who he knows he hears from God. But he said, you done heard this, but I need to hear something else. Just between you, me, and the, and the wall right here. 
I know what you heard, but I need, I want to hear something else. You understand what I'm saying? Turned around and started talking to God and got 15 more years. And then the prophet, before the prophet got out of the yard, had to turn around and tell him. Huh? See, when you're prophet work for God, you can't get too heavily invested in them words. Because you might have to eat them one day. You don't see too many people want to eat their own words. For all you Facebook friends. Ten people going to get $40,000. If I don't get it, can I come and stone you as a false prophet? Huh? Stay away from that nonsense. You do better listen to Stevie Wonder or something. You know what I'm saying. I mean, no offense to anybody here, but you know what I'm saying. At least you get some good memories. <laughs> Moving right along. All right, I'm going to read you some from my notes. These are things God told me to make sure. So he, he said when it, he began to amend in that hour, you tell yourself that means get better. Ever since you believed you are getting better. Amen. In spite of what it looks like, in spite of what others tell you, in spite of what the doctors have told you, you are getting better. Jesus had turned the water into wine here in Cana of Galilee. So people had a certain level of faith there for him to do the instantaneous. Now his job is to increase their faith to a higher level. Amen. So that's always what God is about. You need a higher level of faith because the devil's got your number on the last level you were at. You understand what I'm saying? He, he, he can, can orchestrate natural circumstances in a way to defeat that old level where you are. So when you need something from God, there has to be a strategy from heaven involved in what you're doing. And you need a current word from God so that you can get the ups on the devil and you can get what you need. The other thing is that Jesus is always looking to increase our faith. Whether you like it or not, whether you, well, I don't know what I need all that for and you won't know. But you will go through your paces. Amen. And how about this? Maybe your faith is for something else or somebody else. Maybe your faith is for kingdom purposes. Huh? Jesus would never have gotten here if Mary hadn't had faith that the Messiah would come. Huh? All of those people had to believe beyond. She wasn't necessarily wanting to be the mother of of uh, the messiah she was engaged already but she was thinking about being a little homemaker in, in her own little spread but she had to expand her faith to include something greater than what she was and that's true for all of us folks us even more because we have a mandate to present the supernatural of god to all of the world we're called to alleviate human suffering 
You know, we're not called to just study the Bible all day long and not do anything with it. You've got to step out there in some boldness and some confidence in faith and do the works of God. Amen. And so Jesus wants us to know that. So at Cana, they had a certain level of faith and he told them, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And this man was included in that crowd. He had to believe that Jesus could heal his son under a different circumstance than what he was initially thinking. So Jesus reprimands the group there as wanting to see signs and wonders before they believe. See, many times we slip over into that realm and we don't even realize we've slipped over there. Because you'll, you'll, you'll start out, I believe, I believe, I believe I receive. And then you'll walk for a season and after a while you're like, why is, what's wrong with me? Why hasn't it happened yet? You know, you start to question what you initially believed and felt good about. And so all you need to recognize is that somehow you've stepped out of that faith and that faith really needs to be refreshed in you because it's still in there. It's just lying dormant somewhere where you can't grab hold of it and you can't appreciate it. You can't, it's like a seed. Whenever a seed is planted, unless you pluck it up out of the ground and you can't pluck them out. Once that word is planted in your heart, it don't come out of there. Huh? Now you might not use it and take benefit of it, but once that word is planted in your heart, it's in there. All you got to do is start breathing life on it. So that's when your confession helps. Your confession is not to impress God with how much you confess it. Now see, I fall into that trap just like everybody else does. I think, <gasps> I haven't confessed the word in like two days. Then I get up and the first thing I do is, you know, go to the bathroom, go in there confessing the word. That bathroom gets more word confessed in it. Huh? <laughs> you're about to come, you're about to fall apart, so you gotta run in there. Amen. Getting there brushing them teeth, Lord have mercy. I ain't said the word in so long. And then I forget, he already knows his word. I'm not confessing it to bless him or to help him. I'm confessing it to put myself back in faith. So your confession is more for you to minister to you to get you out of your doubt, unbelief, and fear. You're not impressing him with his word. He knows the word. But you know, the devil will make you think you're so inadequate. God couldn't do. Honey, the less adequate you are, the more he does for you. God news for you. Huh? Huh? He's not impressed with, with how well I study you and study the word. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go preach like a house and fire. Signs, wonders, and miracles. No, I better humble myself and admit I don't know. I don't know how to get y'all healed any more than you do. You know what I'm saying? But we're working on it. We trust in God, and he's the one who's doing all of this. So it is totally possible to believe without seeing, and God knows that. In fact, that's the only kind of faith that God honors. Because faith, faith is actually a choice. 
you choose to believe or not to believe. If you want to stay with your pride and all the old wives tales you've been told and all the nonsense you've been told about healing went out with the apostles. I know y'all don't believe that, but people say that kind of nonsense stuff in church trying to sound intellectual, you know, like, (laughs) well, you haven't seen it because you don't believe. Amen. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not there. And so we want to see things that we haven't seen before. If all you've known is the evil report from the doctors, you want to see something you haven't seen before. You want to see total health. You want to see yourself walking without pain, without any kind of discomfort, just like you did back when you were a a young slip of a girl. Amen? (laughs) Amen. Now, this man gets gets to understand some things that he didn't know before. And this is what will happen to all of us when we seek God for healing. We must be healed on Jesus' conditions for healing. That's why many times we don't want to talk to him. huh? Like I'll go grab my little lame confession. You know, like turn my back on Jesus like I'm just confessing the word and getting my healing. Well, I got to get it from him. Huh? We just turn our backs on him and go to our little step and formula way of getting everything and and don't get nothing. Huh? So he has to be healed on Jesus' condition of healing. If people want to see something, he always requires more of us. Why? Because natural sight will only keep the natural the way it is. If you want to change, you've got to delve in and expect something you have not seen. So Jesus challenges this man to believe without seeing. Know that it is never too late to pray and believe. This man's son was on his deathbed. He said, come down with me because my son's about to die. Huh? And Jesus has a remedy for that. And it's not to get with this man and go there. Now, Jesus could have said, okay, I'm going to go. I'll be back in like two seconds. And, you know, then you can go home. No. He allows this man's faith. Now, Jesus could appear and disappear. He could have made it. Amen to Capernaum in less than a day. But what would that do for this man's faith? It would have stayed at the same level it is. See, he says, you go, and I know you can heal him if you go where he is. Well, Jesus could have done that. But that man's faith would have stayed where it is for the immediate Instant. We don't like to carry things in us until they're they're totally ripe. Something about us, we don't like to admit we're lacking. In Christ, you're lacking, but not. What what you're lacking, you're not lacking in the sense that you neglected to do something that you should have done. To get your faith where it's, this is how faith happens, folks. You have to walk it through, just like this guy walked it through. And that's how you get it. 
So it's not like, it's, it's like you, there's something more he wants to give you and he's going to walk you through the paces of getting there. That's what it is. Many times when he would talk to the disciples, they weren't using their faith at all. They were in fear when he would tell them, oh, ye of little faith. And he said, why do you doubt me? Why will not you stay in faith? And that's always a challenge for us is to stay in that place of believing. So that's your work to do. Whatever you have to do to stay in that place of believing, stay there. Mostly we get back in our word. You spend some time worshiping God and praising God. You spend some time getting understanding, going back through the scriptures over and over and over again until you get more meat out of them. So that's how your faith is built. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Jesus challenges this man and all those around to believe without seeing. And this is the other thing about Jesus. When he would do these things, he's not only talking to this gentleman right here. This man happens to be the subject of the day. But he's talking to everybody around there who is listening. That you must learn how to believe without seeing something all the time. God is not there to perform for us. And entertain us. He's expecting us to live a life of faith so that we can get out there and do what he do. Amen. For other people. And so this is what every believer is up against. But it's an easy walk. It's He doesn't make it hard for us. Amen. So what is Jesus going to do with this man's faith problem? He would have to go home with that man to heal his son. He had done this for others. But what would that do for this man's faith problem? Since Jesus is the author and completer of our faith, don't ever forget that he must improve the condition of our faith on a continual basis. You can't stay at salvation faith only and get your bills paid. Y'all realize that, didn't you? Thank God I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, but you don't want to go broke. You still got to leave. If you were leaving today to go to heaven, be something different. But you got to live on this earth. So you can't live here every day broke. You got to get on your knees and start believing God to pay some bills, to give you a decent job. Amen. All the people in the worldly people are got a side gig and all that kind of stuff. You know, it must come up to his authored level. The level level that he requires for you. You don't know what God's got planned for you to do. You have no idea. But the Bible says that there are works that we are predestined before the foundation of the earth to do. You can't get out of them. You're going to have to do them. Huh? And if you don't have the equipment to do them, he's got to equip you. So all he's doing is equipping us. By challenging us not to have to see everything before we believe it. Amen. It's like uh, I remember we used to try to cheat on faith. You know, you get tired of walking. People say to you, walk by faith, not by sight. <sighs> so you, you find that little scripture in the Psalms. I forget which one it was, but I knew it by heart. Show me a token for good. Huh? Well, you let uh, Gideon fleece you. 
Huh? Gideon wished he had our faith. He wished he was in our position. Amen. The Bible says the patriarchs of old long to see the day that we walk in. And now we whining and crying because we can't see something before. Huh? This man is in a panic. Verse 49. Come, cause my, come on, go with me. My son's gonna die if you don't come. Huh? Instead of going with him, he tells the man, your son is healed. Go home. Uh, you go home. I'm not going with you nowhere. You do it. Jesus, my baby is sick. You know, this is typical, typical, uh, mom. The baby's laying in your lap and you rubbing him. My baby's sick. My baby's sick. And you see nothing happens and then all of a sudden it says, devil, you get off of him in the name of Jesus. You didn't know how wonderful you were. You didn't know you had all that wonderfulness on the inside. It's like, duh. Your hand is on him already. Do something. Huh? So this is what Jesus does with that man. He tells him, he said, I ain't going nowhere. You see all these people here is want to see something? These my peeps out here, bro. Huh? You go home. Your boy's healed. And the Bible says he believed him. How amazing. We have the ability to believe God at his word. We don't have to see nothing. What a miracle. See, you never, you never get what you don't put forth the effort toward. This man hadn't tried to believe him without seeing anything. So what did Jesus do? He gets him forced into a situation where he's got to do it. Huh? He's got to do it. I remember somebody coming up to the altar and saying, well, the doctors say they can't do anything for me. I said, good, let's believe God. You know, I mean, (laughs) I mean, come on now, you don't need nothing. Dr. Jesus is here. Remember you came to see him? Certainly you're not looking for me to come up with a, a miracle, uh, a, you know, a scientific invention here at the altar to help you. I give you Jesus. huh? He's more than enough. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. Because when you're healed, you got overflow in you to heal other people. Huh? Jesus said, your son's healed. Go home. You must take him at his word. This is necessary for healing faith to work. That's what he says to everybody. It is finished. It is done now. Believe it and receive it. According to Mark eleven twenty two to 24, you must believe you receive before you see. Amen. You believe and you will have what you say. Your job is to keep saying what you want instead of what you got. Don't call a dog if you want the cat. Huh? 
I would say something, but I'm not going there today. I'm just, huh? I'm going to stay with the program. Huh? But you young people want to get married. <laughs> huh? You better call what you want. Huh? See, if you, if you mess around and marry anything, you know all these codependent people. Huh? Oh, I can't, I can't breathe without, you know, I got him on my speed down now. And you number 10 on his. Bob, don't go there. Uh, grow up. Better get rid of all these sight, brothers. Get you some. Pray for some you ain't seen yet, huh? Serious. Anybody can marry a sight brother or sight sister. They sitting right there, huh? Call for what you want. Huh? Well, you know, I I don't want much. I do. <laughs> I'll take yours and then some. Mind yours, everybody. I do. I'm not going to lie to you. Somebody said something to me one time. You sound like a gold digger. I said, I just ain't met nobody with no gold to dig. You got some? I wouldn't have to work so hard if I met somebody with something. It make me feel bad. Seriously? I'm flattered. <laughs> you got my right address. Huh? Now don't come rushing up in here with nothing. Come on now. This, that ain't right. You gonna ask me to join myself to something invisible. No, I'm working on, I'm working on enough invisible stuff on my own. You know, I ain't working on yours too. Now, let's see where I'm at. Y'all made me digress. Huh? <laughs> Faith is not only a decision to believe, but it is an act. If that man had believed Jesus and stood and waited for him to go with him, he'd have lost his son. What did Jesus tell him to do? Go home. When you are in faith, you do exactly what the spirit of faith tells you to do. With that lady with the issue of blood, he told her, get up there, touch his garment. In other words, you don't have to talk to him. You don't have to talk to nobody. Don't stop at the priest. Don't ask your girlfriend to go with you. Don't wait on her to pick her up and take her somewhere. You understand what you just go? Huh? Many of us lose our healing waiting on somebody to go with us to the meeting like we God told you to go. You get up there and you get there. You get to get Faith is a decision and is also an act. So he decided to take Jesus at his word and act on it. You must act on it. For everything you believe God, there's a corresponding action. Amen.
So when Jesus said, go home, your son is alive, the Bible says he believed it. And what Jesus was saying, your son is alive and will continue to live and not die. You got me? I don't believe in this watching people and they get better and you keep worrying if it's going to come back again. Now let's not do that. huh? That ain't God. God wouldn't do touch a little bit and then put you in the worry. Huh? What did you have in mind when you asked for healing? You ought to have something. Whatever you had in mind, Jesus put that in there and that's what he's going to give you. Amen. He's going to give you what you ask for. The Bible says if you ask for bread, would, would you give your child a stone if they ask for what well, God won't do that to us either. So you will live and not die. Amen. And declare the works of the Lord. So that man left believing and expecting that when he got home, his son would be alive. Many people leave healing meetings disappointed, angry, and give up hope. Why? Because you put a time limit on what God was going to do. You dared him, actually, to do it right away. Huh? That's no way to approach God. There were people that came up to Jesus and approached him wrong. Now, he continued to work with them right in that setting. Remember the Syrophoenician woman with the crazy daughter? First two times she approached Jesus, he turned her away. Why? She came at him wrong. Amen. You got to come proper if you want something for God. Amen. You don't dare God to do something. If you don't do it, and who you think you are? Huh? You be dead right with him. You keep playing around like that. No, he shows you show some respect. The minute that woman showed some respect to Jesus, he told her. Huh? Well, she had a little lip with it, though. She went one of them kind of sisters, you know. <laughs> you gotta take a restraining order out on. If you marry her, you gotta keep her on a leash, you know what I'm saying? Just... <laughs> she probably had a husband somewhere crouched in a corner. <laughs> I'm going out to get this girl healed. I'm sick of her. That's what she told Jesus at first. She on my nerves with them seizures. And then what she said, she said, have mercy on me because my daughter's sick. Huh? That's why she didn't get an answer. But she straightened up. Humility always straightens us up. Amen. Stay in that humble place and keep at it until until you get what you're expecting from God. So never stop believing. Put your trust in his word and his word alone. Many times we say we're tired. This is another thing the devil likes to put on us. Tired of waiting. Tired of hoping. Tired of discomfort, pain, loneliness, whatever. Tired of being broke. Whatever it is we're sick of. But what would we do if we weren't using our faith? Huh? Don't indict yourself. I did, that ain't... I didn't mean for y'all to answer that. Huh? But that's it. He wants to keep us in the kingdom. 
Amen. He's, he's compelled by his love to keep you in the kingdom. You get used to it. Huh? You get used to not kicking it with your buddies when you feel like it and, huh? Buying this bag and that bag and, huh? Designer this, designer that. I mean, that's cool and all that. But start praying for your stuff. God don't mind your faith will get that in there quicker than your, you know, whatever cards you got maxed out again. Oh, what channel is it? Oh, QVC. I can't use that card no more. Huh? I ain't got no more. I ain't got no more on that card. <laughs> Go get your Bible then and pray. Amen. So they, when, when it says faith pleases God, this is the other part of it. We must please him. This is, and this is what we forget sometimes. We're so wrapped up in getting what we want, we forget about pleasing God. Rich preachers get richer because they please God. Huh? They must be doing something right. So we can't get mad at them. Let's get to pleasing them too and get some of that money for ourselves. Amen. <laughs> we his kids just like they are. But they've worked, lived a life where they know how to please God with their faith. And so many of them, you know, you get around them, you don't talk raggedy and crazy. Huh? No way. They don't want you messing up the atmosphere with your natural inclinations. So they confess and act on the word and receive. And verse 51. Where is that? Okay, so this is after he believed, the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken and went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, your son's alive. Then he asked of them, this is interesting, he inquired of them when the boy began to amend. Or when did he start to get better? Or when did he take a turn for the better, as they say. When did he start to perk up? When did he start to be? When was that, did that illness lift off of him? And they told him yesterday. See, it would have been a whole day if Jesus was walking with him. That man never would have made it, I guarantee you. Jesus did the easiest, put him through the paces the easier way. Whatever way he chooses for us is easier than what our brains would tell us needs to be done. And they said to him, yesterday about the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives and himself believed and his whole house believed with him. So. Why did this man ask them what time? Huh? What did you say he was checking? Well, yeah, but what? You know what? At first I used to think that he was still in some unbelief because he was checking to see, checking Jesus to see. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, you can give God glory and know that it happened because of your faith in the word. Or you can believe that it would have happened anyway. 
You understand what I'm saying? Oh, people get better. You ever hear anybody, you, you start giving God glory for healing you and people say, well, that wasn't that serious. Because there's two kingdoms out here that can take credit for your life. But that man was checking up on his faith. He was heavily invested in believing God at this point. Because when he walked away and Jesus let him go by himself, this man thought to himself, I must believe him for my son. He must think that I'm capable of doing this or he wouldn't let me go without him coming with me like I asked him to. See, when Jesus puts you up against the wall like that, it's because he knows you can do it. You're capable of doing it. He knows you can do it. He's just got to put you in a place where you know you can do it. You the one who don't know what you can do. Huh? But once your faith pulls it in, and that man knew immediately, he said, that's the time that he told me that my son was alive. So at his word, my son began to live. If I can take this man at his word, everything that I need will come to me. If I can just believe him at his word, I can have what I say. I can have my healing. And so this man is checking up on himself. He said, really? He's, he's sick. He's, he's better already. What time? He said, that's exactly when he spoke to me and told me my son was alive. He said, from now on, I'm going to take Jesus at his word. I'm going to believe his word and his word alone. And that's what we got to do. From the minute you pray and believe you receive, you must believe you are getting better. That boy, they say, began to get better when his father believed that word that Jesus told him. When you believe, what I don't care what advanced scans they do on you, how much dye they pour into you and pull out of you and what they tap and listen to, you must believe that your faith is working and you are getting better. Every day that goes by, you're getting better. You're not getting worse. You're getting better. You know, uh, these surgeons now, they oh, if you don't get the surgery right now, it's just going to get worse. Excuse me? Number one, I ain't having no surgery. What made you think I was a candidate? Huh? Oh, y'all got me signed up? Or take me off the list. See, that's the first thing you do. You get off these lists people put you on. Huh? Children that could live get on Make-A-Wish and die. Get off them lists. I don't care if they take you to Disney. I don't care if they take you to Vegas. I don't care if they take you to Super Bowl. Get off the list. If you're trusting God for something, get off the list. It's not going to do you any good anyway. Oh, I have some here. This is so important. I guess I better read it to you. We all start out believing But what do we do when time passes? This is the thing. We must believe 
that we begin being healed when we pray and when we accept it from God. You have to believe that every single day. Even if you got to get in the mirror and say, I am getting better in Jesus' name. I don't care what it feels like. I'm getting better in the name of Jesus. I prayed and I am getting better. So in his case, he believed and went home. God was merciful to him. You know how God's mercy was shown? See, I look for stuff like this. I don't know. I just do. It says... Before he got home, his servants came to meet him. That's mercy. Because you don't know what was going through his mind. He might have said to himself, if I have to take another step like this, I don't know if I'm going to make it home. He still had to make it home. You understand what I'm saying? That boy began to amend. He began to get better. But he probably got 100% better when daddy got home you understand you have to keep your word to god whatever he tells you to do in order to get your healing you must finish it and do it don't do halfway and then get discouraged or you know what we do sometimes we start feeling a little better and then we slack off Uh, you start feeling better and you want to go shopping You want to go do everything else but stay in that word. You know, you've been in the word. Everything was shut down. The house was dark. and You know, you was reading the Bible with your candles and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Turn the plate down. It ate nothing in four days. Number of water, a little bit of bread. Pita bread, not no Panera. You ain't had a bagel. You ain't had a bagel in Lord knows when. You know, you've been no pleasant bread. You don't find all them scriptures. Huh? Doing your thing. And then day four, you start feeling better. Up jumped the devil. Huh? Now you're back watching QVC. Huh? All of a sudden, miraculously, your card got more money on it you can spend. But mercy met him on the road on the way home. I believe it with all of my heart. Other than that, he would have made it all the way there with nobody coming, excited to tell him. But he's probably walking and thinking to himself, now he's alone. He didn't have Jesus with him. And it was yesterday that Jesus spoke to him. How do you keep your faith up at 24 hours? Huh? The next day, it might be right back down the tubes again. So they come to him. God sends them to meet him in mercy. Huh? It's kind of interesting. You know, remember the lepers? Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest and the priest, under the old covenant, the priest had to confirm that you were healed. Huh? Before that, if your symptoms, you're a leper, their symptoms would, would go away sometimes. You know, whatever that trouble was between you and God, you get a straight doubt, you back normal again. And so you could go to the priest and have him examine you and declare you healed. Well, this man declared himself healed before he even got to the priest. Because why? He was expecting. He was looking for a healing. 
So he was healed as he went on his way to the priest. It didn't happen when he got in front of him. It happened on the way. Many times when we're on our way. See, a lot of times people get discouraged and quit on their healing when it's really just two more steps ahead of you if you stay on your way. If you're obeying God and you're you're on your way on the road, whatever he tells you to do, you can be washing dishes, you can be cooking, you can be doing whatever you, you know. You know what I'm saying. I know y'all don't cook. Don't. Listen, don't let my vulgar language uh, discourage you. How dare I be so vulgar as to suggest somebody in here would cook. Go on to McDonald's. I don't care what you do. Whatever your routine is, that's all I'm saying. But on your way fulfilling your normal routine, you're healed. You're healed as you go. Believe that. Believe that every step you take after you believe you've received it when you prayed is a healing step. Every time you put the word in and meditate on the word, you are being healed more and more. That's a a dose of medicine for you. Stay in the word. I always like to shut everything down because I don't like the monkey with the devil. You know what I'm saying? Now, I can get myself to a certain level, but I found that if I do that, I taper off. Uh, You know what I'm saying? And, And get slack on it. So it's more of a challenge to get a discipline where you can say, I'm going to do this every day. And God, I trust you that I'm feeding my spirit enough of the word every day that I can expect to be healed. Amen. I'm doing my part to get get healed. Your healing starts with your words. Thank him for healing you. Remind yourself that you're healed and you're not sick. Remind yourself that your symptoms don't mean anything because you're um, you're beginning to get better. You are beginning to amend from the day you believed him for your healing. You are still amending. You are still being healed. Your condition is not getting worse, but it is getting better all the time because you believed you received your healing when you prayed. And so he, God is telling us, this is the way to keep the devil off of you. You have to walk around every day believing you're healed. Amen. You can't give in to symptoms. You can't get in a panic. If you, if you find something new in your body, quit looking so much. That's what you get for looking. Somebody was telling me, I don't know, was a really popular man of God, kept going to the doctors because he knew there was something wrong with his throat. And he said, they kept telling me it wasn't there. And I said, it was God talking to you. I'm talking about word of faith people. You know, it's kind of odd. Some of these people we think know each other because they have the same message. They don't help each other. Because you know they're in these conferences rubbing elbows with each other and everybody's ushering them here, there, and everywhere. And they get sick and they go to their own little corner somewhere. Or hope somebody finds out or tell a few people here and there, don't let word get around. Why not? It might be one of your little supporters on your mailing list that has your answer. It happened to Betty Price. Fred and Betty tell it. They, you know, they, 
<laughs> hey, I'm like you and me. I'm a high priest taken from among men. You know, I'm weak just like you are kind of thing. They identify when they need to. That was over, what, 25 years ago Betty had cancer? Been healthy ever since? Somebody, one of their partners, sent her a letter. Some things to do. They were believing God, but some natural things to do. So when you start to believe, you have to commit to feed your faith. Feed it every single day. But I'm telling you, if you will stay with that from the day you pray, you are getting better. Amen. Jesus told me to tell you that you can take it to the bank, cash the check, and spend the money. Amen. Praise God. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us and helping us. Thank you, Father. That by your stripes, the stripes of your son Jesus, whom we celebrate, not just on Easter, but every day, we are already healed. Father, I thank you for everybody here. Why don't you confess with me? I believe, I receive my healing now. Amen. So you can, yeah, just from this day forward, just keep thanking God. Feed yourself the word. Thank God for healing you and know that you are getting better every day. Amen. Every day you're getting better. Okay, give us some music if you need.